Welcome to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. I'm your host, Jill Perrick, mindset coach and imposter syndrome expert. And I'm here to tell you that imposter syndrome isn't a life sentence. It's just a dysfunctional way of thinking. If you feel like your ideas are unoriginal, that your message isn't necessary or important, or like you're a complete and total fraud, then you've come to the right place. Time to kick your inner imposter to the curb and create life-changing results for you and your clients. Let's get started. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the pod. So I'm actually recording this for my kitchen table as I'm at my work computer. Inspiration hit and I really have to record episodes for next month. And I'm like, I don't need to wait until I'm sitting down at my microphone and things are still so crazy here. For those of you who don't know or who don't religiously listen or have me on Instagram, my childhood home burnt down on Halloween night. And my sister lives there or lived there with my parents and now she is living with me because my parents are at my grandparents' house, but they only have room for them. So my sister is living with me and she's living out of my office. So she has a bed in there and there's a closet and everything. So it's good. It's just now I kind of lost my office, but that's okay. We're making it work. Family comes first and they are the most important. So anyways, it's funny when you become a coach and you start working with people who are so similar to you. I always feel like it's a really great reflection point for me to be like, wow, I'm observing my own behavior in another client and this is how I respond to them and I need to afford the same compassion or tough love as I would myself. And I think that's really special because a lot of people think, and if you suffer from imposter syndrome, a lot of people think that when you come up against problems that you are currently experiencing, you're not qualified to help. And I never feel that way about myself and my own problems because it's very difficult for us to look at our own problems from ourselves, from our experiences and our thoughts and have an objective view. But when somebody comes to us and you can kind of see everything from a different perspective, a different angle, you can offer your expertise and you can take from your experiences and education and your skill set and bring it all together and it may actually end up giving you some perspective on your own situation as well. So what I mean by this is I often have clients who come to me that are very analytical, logical, and in their head because that's how I used to be. I still kind of am, but it is something that I'm really working towards in terms of listening to my heart, into my body, into my intuition. And I'm a generator in human design. And a big part of being a generator is that gut response of being like yes or no. And because I would overanalyze things and really think things through, I would very rarely like listen to what my gut was telling me. I digress. Anyways, so I have clients who come to me who are very heady, who are very like making decisions from such a logical place, who have a hard time dropping into their body and being with their emotion. And the thing is when people are like this, it's almost like they want to dispute everything because their head is telling them one thing. And what I mean by that is sometimes when you are faced with a problem, these types of people want to think their way out of everything. They want to problem solve. They want to fix the problem and find the solution. And they're already 10 steps ahead. Or like, for example, I have this one client who is so smart. She's so amazing, but it's almost like she's too smart because she has always been known to predict like worst case scenario so she can prepare herself well in this type of business and especially as a coach 
thinking about worst case scenario puts you in the energy of worst case scenario. And we've talked about this before on the podcast about how sometimes when you lead with that negative expectation, that is what you're putting your energy behind. And it means that you aren't subconsciously telling yourself or the universe that you're ready for something or that you can handle something or that you're excited or whatever. And people can also really read and vibe off your energy. So this person is so smart and so amazing, but she's always sitting in negative expectation. So remember how we talked about the conscious critical faculty. So I talk about that a little bit. The conscious critical faculty is a filter in your brain that if you are not familiar with something, if something is outside of your belief system, when you are presented with that information, you're going to reject it. So you're going to reject it and you're going to be like, no, 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 that's not true. So think about something like spirituality or think about a concept or a way of life that As it started to show up a little bit more, a little bit more, and you got more familiar with it, all of a sudden now it's a part of your life and you can hear yourself saying, I never thought I'd be into bird watching or I never thought I'd be into going to sleep at eight o'clock at night or I never thought I would ever want to stay in versus going out, which now we don't really have a fucking choice because COVID. It's because these things were introduced to you and you probably rejected them at first, but as they became more apparent and in your space, you became more accustomed to it. So sometimes with these very logical and heady people, when they get something that is outside of their worldview, like spirituality or like the concept of positive expectation, they're going to reject it at first because they're skeptical and because they're trying to like keep themselves safe. But then as they see it more and talk about it more and see the effects of it, they actually start to invite it more into their lives. The reason why I'm saying all this, the reason why I'm talking about these beautiful people, first of all, because I attract them like no other, even though I find them like the hardest to coach sometimes. And by hard, I don't mean they are difficult to coach. I mean, I have to look inside myself and work on my own shit because if I don't, I will take every reaction that they have in every dispute or like question or whatever as like, oh my God, they think I'm a fucking idiot, which is obviously not true. (laughs) But um, everybody deals with a level of imposter syndrome at some point. So um, I'm not afraid of like feeling that way. It's just the process of like knowing that different people react to different things. So something that's been coming up for these clients, they both have come up against this thought or this belief and I've either talked them through it or like they've even kind of alluded to it themselves. And this is in terms of when things are hard, they automatically think I can't do it or they add it as like a symptom to their imposter syndrome. And this is so, oh my God, I'm blanking on her name, but somebody who is a researcher with imposter syndrome, which you think I should know, but I'm at my kitchen table, so I actually have no idea. Um, And I definitely read her book and it was amazing. But the natural genius is something that it's a type of personified character for somebody who suffers with imposter syndrome. And the natural genius is somebody who is so good at everything naturally that when something comes up that they're not good at, they either dismiss it or they think it's not necessary or they avoid it altogether because they don't want to have to work at something that would potentially expose them at not being good or not being naturally good at it. And then somebody would judge them or whatever. Not that these clients full out 
came to me and said, I think that when things are hard, I don't like doing them. They never said that. It was in their actions and behaviors in terms of being like, oh, I feel really frustrated with DM engagement or I feel really frustrated when this happens. And I was like, oh, this is a pattern with people who are so logical and analytical and like are also usually really, really smart because as children... I wouldn't call it a mistake, but I would say that something that adults tend to do, like in terms of my generation, adults tend to like really focus on like achievements and you get praised for being good at something. You get praised for being a straight A student or doing well on a quiz or whatever. And we internalize that and we think when I do good, like I am good. And when I do bad, I am bad. And this is purely accidental. It's hard to gauge because as children, again, as I've said on the podcast before, we just like retain everything. So everything is just like coming into us. We are just sponges absorbing everything, which also means that we are interpreting things at the level that we can at that moment. And of course, it's not true that if you don't get an A on a test that you're bad, but if that's what you internalize as a child, you're gonna take that with you and that often carries into adulthood. I feel like a lot of the imposter syndrome that I felt was a result of this at the beginning of my business because everything was new, absolutely everything. Building a website was new, getting on Instagram was new, writing captions was new. And like, when I say like writing captions, like I'm a really good writer. but I'm a really good academic writer or like a free-flowing writer. I'm not good at writing to sell. So that was an acquired skill that I had to have. And I have clients that come up against a lot of these issues where they say to me like, I'm just not good at DM engagement or I'm just not good with the writing and blah, blah, blah. And like, honestly, I would say if you try something and you try to acquire it as a skill and you just can't, like, of course, hire somebody out. But also, like, what is the issue with just fucking writing it out and, like, allowing yourself to have compassion for yourself when you're not immediately good at something? Because it's all bullshit when imposter syndrome or your inner imposter tries to tell you that if you're not automatically good at this, then why bother? And that is bullshit. There are going to be so many things in your life that you're not good at. I think imposter syndrome too with like mothers, like when I had a client who is a mom and she would often say how like she felt a lot of imposter syndrome after she gave birth and had her first child. And I think that's so relatable because you don't know what you're doing. You're doing something completely new. And to think that we have to be perfect and that we have to be automatically good at something is probably just based on experience of you being good at stuff and of you being praised for being good at things. And if you're really a natural athlete or a natural this or a natural that, then when you start to do something that's out of your realm of expertise, it can really bring up a lot of negativity and limiting beliefs about yourself and if you are an overachiever and you do really well in school and all this stuff and whatever and you're so used to being so good at everything you may actually avoid a lot of things that you know you probably need to do because you don't want to be ousted as a fraud or you don't want to be bad at something you want to skip to being good at it and this may actually make you a procrastinator or stop you from doing stuff in your business because you don't want to 
come up against the experience of I'm not good at this. When I started podcasting, terrible. When I started doing videos, terrible. When I edited my podcast for the first time, I got feedback that I was talking too fast, one, which I still kind of do. I was talking too fast and I was editing out every mistake in every space in the podcast episode and when people would say like oh yeah like I love your podcast it's just you you speak too fast and you don't leave any room to just let things ruminate for even just a second I took that so personally and there was a time when I actually didn't record any podcast because I was like oh my god I'm I'm like not good at this but is anybody really good at fucking everything no and again I want to bring it back to the fact that compassion for yourself is how you're going to get through things like compassion and resilience is how you are going to get through any of this because that is where the consistency comes from when you tell yourself this may not have been my best or this may not be something that I'm like particularly proud of at this moment, but I know the next time it'll be better. And that is true for coaching calls. That is true for literally anything that you're going to do. I wasn't great at the DM conversations and starting them with people and stuff. And now I'm really good at it, but I don't enjoy doing it. So because I don't enjoy doing it, I hire it out. Let's just say that. So I think there's a difference between being bad at something and avoiding it versus just not being good at it, but not wanting to put your energy there. You know, I wouldn't say immediately hire out everything because there are things that you're going to learn like, oh, I just had to learn how to do this and now I'm good at it. And if you enjoy it and it's not an energy sucker, then absolutely do that for yourself and your business. Honestly, I think that we give up too easily. For example, with the whole social media thing, like it's fucking weird that we spend a lot of our time on social media. Social media is weird. Being on our phones all the time, weird. Instagram, storying everything, uploading posts, talking to people in the DMs. This is not normal behavior. This is this is a very recent thing. And I think that people really chastise themselves for not being good at it and not being able to keep up with it 24-7. There are a lot of people that I know who just have such a hard time with it and get in their heads about it. And then they just don't do it. And then they blame it on the fact as to why their business isn't successful. And I just call bullshit on that. If I can go from being an overthinker, thinking everything's hard and avoiding tasks that I didn't want to be bad at, if I can change that, you can too. I just really want you to know if you're that logical, analytical person, that stressed out person that is always trying to avoid hard things because you don't want to be ousted or not even to other people, but to yourself. You don't want to have to admit to yourself, fuck, I'm not good at this. And it's going to take me some time before I am. What are you making it mean that you're not good at something? What are you making it mean that something is difficult for you off the hop? Where in your life have you been naturally good at things? And where have you derived your worth from that? And how are you using that as a template for now when it comes to your business? So these are some really important questions. And I don't want you to like just glaze over them. I want you to really think about them and just be more observant with how you are executing tasks in your business and how you are doing things and really showing yourself that things may be hard when you start out, but that's okay. 
because you can do hard things. You can do things that aren't easy. You can do things that take time for you to learn. And an acquired skill is an acquired skill. Nobody is grading you based on how quickly you can do something. This isn't school. We spend so many years in school being graded and being tested and having a time limit on showing our expertise. And it's just not the reality now as an adult. You have all the time in the world to learn and to grow. And every day you're going to get better every single day. Show yourself compassion. Observe your thoughts and your behavior when you start to do something new and then negate all of that shit and show yourself that you are capable, that you are resilient, and that you can do anything. So I hope you guys love this episode. Screenshot, tag me at your coach Jill and send me a DM if you want to chat about this. Talk to you guys later. Thanks so much for listening to the From Imposter to Empowered podcast. Check out the show notes to get started on your free three-day challenge to overcome your inner imposter. Once you're done listening today, screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram story, tagging me at your coach Jill so I can share it on my page. See you next time.